Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Bookmaker. Check them out today for all the lines. Bookmaker.eu. Better yet, get yourself a $100 free play by tweeting them. Tell them you signed up at Bookmaker.eu. All you got to do is tweet them. Bookmaker underscore EU today. Make sure you get in the game. Welcome into another edition of the Big Ten Show. I am Jeff Turn. That is Adam Carriker. And the way we like to say it is he's the almost famous Adam Carriker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. And Adam, as you can see, I'm sporting the Miami beanie after yet another disappointing loss. But the reason I'm doing it is I want to show callous, ungrateful, non-loyal fans like yourself and all the other Husker fans out there that it's okay, that it's okay to still be loyal when your team doesn't win. You don't have to jump off the bandwagon, start bad-mouthing everybody because your team loses a couple of games when you didn't really have high expectations. I just wanted to show you what true loyalty is all about. Hopefully, you and your Husker brethren can learn something from a Miami fan like me. <laughs> so a couple of things. We're going to do a thankful segment. What each school in the Big Ten should be thankful for. And when I saw you sitting there, I literally wrote down, I'm thankful I'm not wearing an ugly Miami hat. So <laughs> that's what I wrote down. We're not to that segment yet. Hey, one thing you cannot accuse me ever of being is not loyal. I have followed that Nebraska program. Where's your Husker gear? I never I see you wear Husker gear strong. on this show. Be strong. Pardon me. I'm supporting a young girl, Braxton Brown, who has cancer. So my apologies. Oh, my, oh God. My bad. Way to go, Jeff. You had no idea about that either, did you? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I didn't. So, shout out to that. I'm the bleep hole. I apologize for that. I mean, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. I uh, Thanks for throwing me under the bus. And then backing me back you, up. You, you dove you, in front. And then you, you ran over me, and then you had to back back up over me, man. You didn't have to do that. You could have just said, I don't have it on today. Sorry, man. But, no, yet, my apologies. All right. So, hey. When you poke the bear, you might lose an arm, my friend. That's all I got. Oh say. my gosh, man! Nothing like you know me trying to talk about loyalty, and you bring up a worthy and and amazing cause there. So uh, I I apologize. All right. So of course the Big Ten Show is brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. I know you guys are finishing up all your workout in the fields. Make sure next year you get the best yield possible on the beans, on the corn. Check them out at jacobsonseed.com. All right. Let's go through some quick recaps and reactions. To the weekend. Let's start with your Huskers, man. What the hell happened there? It, I don't enjoy saying this. Nebraska, Nebraska. They Nebraska all over the place. 14 to nothing lead. Then they got outscored 24 to 3 the rest of the way. Battled back. Well, Wisconsin battled back, took the lead. Then Nebraska went down the field. We're a little bit too passive. Could have tried to run a few more plays, not milk the clock so much because we weren't actually in front at that point because that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Played for the field goal, played for overtime when the other team had the momentum. None of that made any sense to me. Uh, I'm sure Matt Rule will talk about it in his press conference later on. I'm sure he'll have some wonderful answers. He always does. To me, it still didn't make any sense. Uh, it, did not, it did not correlate to the previous week against Maryland when a field goal puts us ahead, doesn't force overtime. I digress. I've addressed this elsewhere. Uh, congratulations on Wisconsin. And actually, I'll give away what they should be thankful for. They broke their, what, three, four-game losing streak. But what they should be thankful for is 22 straight years of going to a bowl game, the longest streak of any team in the Big Ten West. They became bowl eligible by beating the Huskers Saturday. 
Yeah, they get to six and five. They use the tush push. They use some solid defense there at the end. And Wisconsin gets the win. Two questions for you, and and I want you to answer these for me. First of all, Chubba Purdy, the future at quarterback for Nebraska. And number two, we talked about this a lot prior to the year because I think it was comparable in a sense that Nebraska was so much farther along at one point than Wisconsin ever has been in football. But you had a new head coach in Nebraska. You had a new head coach in Wisconsin, and, and we were kicking around the idea, who has the brighter future? Is it... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, Matt Rule in Nebraska, or is it Luke Fickle and Wisconsin? As we sit here today, who has the brighter future after we've seen a season from both of these coaches? And is Chubba Purdy the future at quarterback for Nebraska? I think it's still tough to say because Wisconsin came into the season with the better team. Most of us assume, me included in that, they were just in a better spot with their program. So it was going to be easier for Luke Fickle to get that program going faster than it was for Matt Rule. Now, that being said, I feel like going from the ground and pound, so to speak, to the air raid, which they've kind of sort of done, in of itself was a big challenge. Okay, it's still hard to tell because Wisconsin's still ahead of Nebraska, just like they were before the season, just like you would have predicted at this point in time. I do think, and this is, I do try to take my Husker hat off when I'm, when I'm talking about football and try to be as unbiased as I can. I think Wisconsin may be better in, for the next short period, a few years, but when people look at the Nebraska program, they still remember, even though it was, what, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, the championships. So I think the potential to play at the CFP level, although it's going to go to 12 teams, the potential to play at that type of level, you can get those type of recruits, whereas I think Wisconsin's going to struggle because people see Wisconsin as a really good program, but not necessarily a CFP type program. And I mean that with all due respect, but that's just kind of how I see it right now. Chubba Purdy absolutely has to be in the mix as far as Nebraska's future quarterback plans. Now, is he the guy? I don't know, but he has to be in that conversation because I don't know who else in that quarterback room is, and we're probably still going to get a transfer portal guy. But you got to be excited from what you've seen from Chubba Purdy if you're a Nebraska fan. He was taking scout team reps up until sure. literally a week ago, and so he showed a lot. He absolutely did. Let's get to the team that Nebraska will be playing on Friday. That is the Iowa Hawkeyes, and – I don't know if this is like politically correct or like how you how I don't even know if it's the, the politically correct. I don't even know if it's appropriate to say, but I feel like every team that's lost to Iowa has been peckered. Okay. They've been pecked. <laughs> They've been pecked by those Hawkeyes. Woo, 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 woo. Peck, 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 pecker. Wow. Uh, so uh the Hawkeyes win again 15 to 13. They get a Caleb Johnson 30-yard touchdown with a little under five minutes left to go. Gives Iowa the win. They clinch the Big Ten West title. They'll take on Ohio State or Michigan, the winner of the game coming up on Saturday. But, man, I, I don't know about you, but that might have, the way that Iowa peckered Illinois, that might have solidified Kurt Ferentz's coach of the year for me in the Big Ten. Dude, that's some of the worst best phrasing 
I've heard all year when it comes to word choice right there. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I, it's, it's crazy because Iowa does this. This is what they do against their uh, five other Big Ten West teams they've played so far this year. They're four and one, but the average separation of points is three. It's only three because you got to account for their two-point loss in there as well. That's crazy. Okay, so it's amazing to me. First of all, the Big Ten only has four ranked teams. That amazes me with the amount of teams and the good football that's played in the Big Ten. Iowa's one of them, but they're a top-20 team in the country with dead last offense, the 130th total offense in the country. So to me, that of itself is impressive, and I did. I took, I took Kirk Ferentz off my coach of the year list. What he's done has been phenomenal, but he also created the problem that their offense has been all year by bringing his son back to coach to begin with. But the job he's done is still phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, David Braun probably deserves it, and that's where I wanted to go yes. next. North, Northwestern yeah. gets bowl eligible, man, uh, six and five. I, I think Ryan Day's done an amazing job at Ohio State. I'll get to my preview of that game later in the week. I think the job that David Braun has done, all things considered, they took off the interim tag last week, made him the head coach moving forward. Like, round of applause, man. Um, came over as the defensive coordinator from North Dakota State in January. Now's the Northwestern head coach. They get the win over the weekend against Purdue, 23-15. to 15. Camp Porter scored a pair of rushing touchdowns. Northwestern became bowl eligible, man. that's the Of all the stories in the Big Ten, that's the best story in the Big Ten. Yeah, he's absolutely the coach of the year right now. The only way there's a conversation about this is if Ohio State does beat Michigan. Then I think you have a conversation between Braun and Ryan Day. He's done sure. a phenomenal job. I still predict they're going to beat Illinois. Not only are they going to be bowl eligible, they're going to get seven wins this year if my prediction turns out to be true, which I would have I would have bet so much money before the season that that wasn't going to happen. Amazing, man. Absolutely amazing job by Northwestern. Have a chance next week to get to seven wins. Pretty darn impressive. No disrespect to Michigan State or Indiana. We didn't talk about you last week. We're not going to talk about you this week. Michigan State gets the win. Don't give a damn, to be honest with you. I want to get to where I have to eat a little bit of crow because the spread was 20 and a half. I called Rutgers the outright winner. They lose by 21. Not only did they not win, they didn't cover the spread. You were right. I was wrong. Drew Aller goes out, and Penn State runs their, their uh, streak against Rutgers to 17 wins. Uh, so, man, it was uh, – one of those situations where I was completely wrong. It looked good early, dude. I about texted you after the first quarter when it's three nothing. I said I'm going to wait, uh, but uh, yeah, Rutgers gets beat by 21. They hung with them for a while. It was a good game. Yes, ten six and a half. Yeah, ten six yeah. and a half. If you remember, because the spread was 20 and a half, and I said, "Oh, yep. I'm taking 21." That half was why I took Penn State, but I wasn't uber confident. I will say this about Michigan State, Indiana. And this is the only reason this was intriguing to me because this was literally for who was worst in the Big Ten East, which is now Indiana. And now Indiana is going to play Purdue, the worst team in the Big Ten West. So we're going to find out who the worst team in the Big Ten is, and it's going to be settled on the field this weekend. That's what, that's what was intriguing Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, man. Uh, more impressive win. Ohio State over Minnesota 37-3 or Michigan 31-24 over Maryland without Harbaugh for a second time. Um, they get their thousandth win in program history. I mean, a thousandth win, and that's the most wins of any program in history in, in I think, any football team in history. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ohio State over Minnesota, okay? I recognize that it was a sandwich game for Michigan, which we talked about last week. It was the potential letdown game after an emotional game, emotional game of Penn State. 
and it was a pot- potential look-ahead look ahead game with Ohio State coming up. It was that perfect sandwich game. So I respect the fact that they just got the W. I'm still going to give it to Ohio State. I mean, Minnesota's not a terrible football team. They're a team that's going to go to a bowl game. They're well-coached, not uber-talented this year. I don't think either one's uber-impressive. But if I have to choose, I'm going to go with Ohio State because they actually. He's like, out of character. I'm Jeff Turn. This nothing. is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company. Um, we're going to preview the entire Saturday slate in our show later this week. But I did want to have you take your pick for the two games on Friday quickly here. Um, one of them I'm going to have you pick a winner. The other one I'm going to have you pick against the spread. Let's start with the spread. Penn State, number 12 in the country, is a 20-point favorite against Michigan State. That's a 6:30 kickoff on NBC on Friday night as uh, you you sort of sit back, relax, and enjoy the weekend. Um, I'm going Penn State covers the spread. uh, Big game for the Nittany Lions. They pick up their 10th win of the year. It's the same exact thing as I said versus Rutgers. It's 20 or 20 and a half. I'm going to take the 21. I'm going Penn State. So I want Nebraska Nebraska to win because I want them to get bowl eligible. I think the more eligible teams from the Big Ten, the better. Plus, I think it would be a great step in the right direction for Matt Rule. I've never been one to hate on, even when Nebraska was, you know, going head to head with Miami uh, back in the '90s. I always had an appreciation for the program. I was always a big Tom Osborne fan. In fact, one time we were salmon hunting in Pierce, South Dakota, and we walk into the fish hut where everybody's cleaning their fish, and who is who's there? I'm about you know 10, 11 years old. Uh, uh, it's Tom Osborne uh, fishing, and, uh, you know, cleaning his fish, and he was so nice to me. Took pictures. I've always been a big Osborne fan. Did I ever tell you the story where I almost gave Tom Osborne a heart attack? Nope, I'd remember that one if you did. Oh, God, I got to tell you this real fast. It'll take a minute. So when Miami played Nebraska at Memorial Stadium, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, we went down and did our show. On Friday, they let me do my radio show from the press box overlooking Memorial Field or Memorial Stadium uh, there in Lincoln. And as we were leaving with our equipment, we go out to our car, and in the parking lot, Tom Osborne is walking with his wife. And I have this <laughs> I have this like um, – equipment box and it looks like something you would be carrying like um if you had a bomb in it like it, it looked it was like metal case and i go i literally dude start sprinting up to tom osborne <laughs> and i think he thought i was gonna hit him over the head and rob his wife and so like he got all you, you could tell he was he was like what the hell is happening to me i'm like tom tom can i please get a picture with you <laughs> <laughs> and I explained to him, I want to put this picture with the picture I had when I was fishing in, in pier when I was a little kid. And he was so gracious. And, and I said afterwards, I'm sorry I almost gave you a heart attack. My claim to fame would have been that I killed Tom Osborne. That's not oh what I, I want next to my name. So uh, it was it was an amazing experience to meet him twice in my life. Of course, uh, you got to be around Tom Osborne much more than I did. But I, I digress. I want Nebraska to win. And then I'm going to see, and then I'm going to see Iowa in the Big Ten title game beat whoever they play, and I'll be right. Nebraska will go to a bowl game, and everything will be harmonious. I'm taking the Hawkeyes, but I want the Huskers to win. So a couple of things: if you had that beanie on when you ran up towards him, that's probably what scared the crap out of him. I actually had a college shirt on, man. Like I looked respectable, but like. He looked like I, I. He thought he was getting robbed, man. I know he did. You can't be the first Miami guy that's ran at him and scared the crap out of him with good or bad intentions. All right, uh, let's see. As far as Nebraska and Iowa, it's interesting because Iowa opened as a one and a half point favorite. Now it's actually Nebraska at the time we're recording this, and that's probably going to swing back and forth a couple of times. Nebraska is a one and a half point favorite. I'm going to slightly pick Nebraska. With zero, I mean, 0.001% confidence simply because it's in Lincoln. 
If Do you know what the over-under is on this game? 27, like a record 26 low. And a half. It's come down. Uh, it's come down. now. Because it, it was tied for a record, now it is a record. I'll be yeah. honest with you, that seems high. It could be 9-6. to six. It could be 7-6. to six. It could be 3-2. to two. It could be a baseball score in this in this game it like i double digits is is kind of like my over under for me for this game you got two of the worst offenses in the country two of the ugliest offenses in college football history two of the best defenses i'm taking nebraska if this were on a neutral field i'd pick iowa if it was on the road for the huskers i'd pick iowa it's in nebraska it's going to be going crazy nebraska's got to be uber motivated to get to try to get to go to a bowl game which nobody cares about anymore but it matters to us husker people this year and the other thing you know, what is Iowa's motivation? They're going to the Big Ten Championship. It's game. the it's Nebraska, man. Everybody has motivation I, when you're playing I Nebraska know, but is it in the, the Big Ten. Is it the same as normal, though? And maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not, though. Okay, if I'm baby Ferentz, I'm like, well, I'm out the door. We're going to the Big Ten Championship game. Maybe I'm not as uber motivated to come up with my typical horrible offensive game plan. Maybe it'll be even more horrible than normal. I don't know. Here's the other thing. For those who haven't watched us all year long, okay, Jeff in the preseason – Predicted Iowa to win the Big Ten West, which was a bit of a stretch, but not not a lot. Then he predicted them to win the Big Ten Championship. So, ladies and gentlemen, I need everybody to get behind me because if Iowa wins the Big Ten Championship game, this guy's going to be unbearable for the next year. So that Adam has to happen. get a tattoo of a Hawkeye on his rear end. That's what's no happening. Tattoos. <laughs> no tattoos. You're gonna get peckered. You're gonna get peckered. Oh, if wow! Oh wow! That just went to another level. All right, it's time to talk about something else. All right, let's move on. He's former NFL defensive end Adam Carriker. I'm Jeff Turner. This is the Big Ten Show, brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company. Um, let's go college football playoff, and I want you to prognosticate. Okay, I don't want you to tell me who the top four teams are right now. Come Sunday night, who's in the college football playoff? So here's how I did this. And this is, we can talk about the college, the 12-team college football playoff at some point in the future, whether we like it or don't. I see pluses and minuses. You know what? Here's what I see. I see number one Georgia playing number eight Alabama in the SEC championship game. I see number two Ohio State playing number three Michigan this weekend. I see number four Washington playing number six Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. I see number five Florida State playing number 10 Louisville in the ACC championship game. And Texas is... Number seven, they're either going to play Oklahoma, Kansas State, or Oklahoma State. Who cares? Any of those other teams win. It doesn't matter. It's all about Texas. Like, what a slate of games we got coming up the next two weekends. So that's how I narrowed it down. I got Georgia over Bama. Georgia undefeated SEC champs number one. Okay, I got Michigan slightly low-scoring game, beating Ohio State, Molly whopping Iowa to win the Big Ten championship at number two, staying undefeated. Uh, this the, the toughest one for me wasn't who I had at three or four. It's how were they ranked? I've actually got Oregon leapfrogging Florida State, who's undefeated. Oregon has a loss after they beat Washington in an all-time epic, high-scoring, entertaining game in the Pac-12 championship game at number three. At number four, I have Florida State, really because they're the only undefeated team left, narrowly beating Louisville in the ACC title game at number four. I'll just tell you who the next three are. I got Ohio State at number five, Washington number six, no conference champs, Texas is going to win the Big 12 championship, or they won't. But if they do, I think they stay right there at number seven, and they're way on the outside looking in. All right, so this is what's going to happen after the next two weeks. That Sunday night, a week from this Sunday, here's what it's going to be. Georgia's going to be the one seed. Michigan's going to be the two seed. Uh, Washington's going to be the three seed. And Florida State's going to be the four seed, which is unfortunate 
for, I think, the college football playoff because Georgia's going to mollywop Florida State with the, the tragic injury to J- Jordan Travis having to go to their, their backup quarterback at Florida State. So I think, I, think we ha- I think we have four undefeated teams in the college football playoff. So Washington, Oregon, it's going to be a great game. That could happen. Yep. Louisville could very well upset Florida State, who hasn't been impressive with Travis Hunter. True, then true. My, then, my, then my question, who gets in? Is it Ohio State? Oregon, if they had two losses, it'd be out. Is it Ohio State with one loss? Is it Texas the Big 12 champs? This thing's going to be fun to watch. It's Texas. It's Texas. It's Texas. It's going to be sure. fun to watch Fun to watch down the road. The only point I wanted to make as to why I put Oregon over Florida State in my scenario, this actually same exact thing happened years ago, except I believe Oregon was one, Florida State was two, or was Two and three, two and three, because they played each other in the Rose Bowl. Okay, Oregon had one loss. Florida State was three, but Oregon was two. Florida State was three, and that's the game that Oregon just destroyed Jameis Winston and Florida State in the Rose Bowl. Jameis Winston, like, threw the ball backwards, and it got taken in for a touchdown or something. So it's actually happened before. All right, man, let's get to some quick Heisman predictions. We we gave sort of where we were at last week. I, I'm not changing mine. Bo Nix, the odds on favorite, plus 110. Jane Daniels has jumped up to plus 140, followed by Michael Penix Jr. from Washington at plus 500. Big drop-off after that. The odds for Marvin Harrison Jr., they were at plus 1,200. They jumped to plus 600 after last week. He's all the way back to plus 3,000. It seems like it's a two-person race right now. Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr. on the outside looking in. I got Bo Nix, man. Who you got right now? So, to me, it's interesting because I think Jaden Daniels should win it, but his team just isn't helping him enough. They have no defense down there in Baton Rouge. So you got Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr. And then the next two on the list are Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy. What's interesting is Corum, McCarthy, Harrison, whoever performs well in the game is going to be one of the top four guys that goes to New York for the Heisman. I think Bo and Michael Penix Jr. going no matter what. Same with Jaden. I think whoever wins, because I'm calling it, that Oregon-Washington game is going to be epic. It's going to have people on the edge of their seats. Whoever wins that game is going to win the Heisman in my humble opinion. And so my four going to New York are Bo, Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, and I actually have J.J. McCarthy as the guy who has the standout game and the game being the fourth guy. But I've got Bo Nix winning the Heisman because Oregon is going to prevail over Washington in that game. At least I think so. I think they may lose that game and he still gets it. That touch, the, that performance uh, on Saturday was freaking amazing, man. He's out of character, former NFL defensive end, former Husker. I'm Jeff Turn. This is the Big Ten Show brought to you by Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. Finally, man, let's get to Thanksgiving week, man. First of all, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. We're going to run through these quick. We got about four minutes left in the show, but he took the Big Ten West. I took the Big Ten East. One thing that each team should be thankful for will go every other here. You tell me the team, what they should be thankful for. I'll do the same. And by the way, what's your fi- what What are you most thankful for on the on the uh, spread for Thanksgiving? For me, it's frog eye salad. That's my favorite thing at Thanksgiving. It's like a a fruit salad with like some noodles, uh, some some mandarin oranges in there. My great grandma used to make it all the time. There's no frog eyes. The eyes of the noodles look like it a little bit, but that's my favorite thing. Followed by putting gravy on everything on my plate. Well, you brought up grandma, so now I have to be nice, okay? I'm sure it's wonderfully delicious, okay? I actually fruit salad. My mom has made this fruit salad ever since I was a kid. My wife learned the recipe. I love freaking this fruit salad with the dressing. It's got mayonnaise and honey all mixed into it. It sounds disgusting. Yep, but it's good. I mentioned my mom, so you can't insult it. Uh, But it's actually absolutely delicious. Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday. Family, food, 
football, and then you've got the whole holiday season to look forward to. So I love Thanksgiving. Okay, so the first thing I'm thankful for is I'm not wearing that hat. Iowa should be thankful that baby Ferentz is almost gone. Now maybe their <laughs> offense, offense will score more points than their defense. What do you got, Jeff? I'm going to go something very similar. I got Indiana next. Uh, the season is almost over. You should be very thankful <laughs> that it's basketball season in Bloomington and you don't have to watch that crappy one, although they got molly whopped by UConn in basketball on Sunday. But you should be happy it's basketball season, man. All right, Northwestern, you got to be thankful for David Braun. He didn't just save the season. And again, I predict they end up with not just six wins, but seven wins. He basically has helped save their program because who else was going to want to coach that thing? Absolutely, man. I'm going to go with the coach as well. I got Rutgers next. Um, you should be happy that you met Greg Schiano. He was a grad assistant. I had to look this up. A grad assistant way back after he was a high school coach in the New Jersey area. He went to Bucknell, ended up being a grad assistant there. Later on, came back and was the head coach. And then he left, as we know, to the NFL, came back and was the head coach. He's the only guy that makes you relevant, man. Uh, you're not going to win national championships in, in Piscataway, but you're going to win games with Greg Schiano enough to get you to bowls on a somewhat consistent basis. So you should be happy that Greg Schiano is your head coach, Chopping Wood. Yeah, he's done it twice now at that program. I already mentioned Wisconsin, so I'll, I'll scoot on down to the next team. I got Nebraska. You got to be thankful for your defensive coordinator, Tony White. You got to do everything to keep this guy because other programs are going to try to steal him away. There's question marks everywhere with the offense, even in special teams right now. But you got to be thankful for defensive coordinator, Tony White. Uh, Penn State, um, I, I just think Drew Aller has a, a ceiling that hasn't been reached yet. And I think that will be reached as they move forward with a new offensive coordinator, of course, firing their offensive coordinator after that loss uh, earlier in the season to Michigan. And so I think his confidence will go up. I think you're going to see the guy that you hoped he would be from high school. And um, Penn State's going to be a much better offensive team next year with Drew Aller. I'm going to go Minnesota, and I'm going to go with a guy that's just being straight up taken for granted. PJ, excuse me, PJ Fleck. You got to be grateful and thankful for PJ Fleck. You're a moronic moron if you don't want him there anymore. And you better just pray Michigan State or another program like that doesn't take him away. I'm not slinging a lightsaber like a Star Wars rowing geek. The boat. I, yep. I am rowing the boat, the boat yep. like a football geek. Michigan State, a new head coach is on the way. Not more to say other than it can't get any worse than the NML Tucker. So uh, congratulations. Somebody will come save the day. Illinois should be happy that or thankful that five and seven teams get to go to a bowl game because I think they're going to lose to Northwestern. And there's several openings for five and seven teams to go to a bowl game this year. And that's the only, only way Illinois is going. Uh, Maryland, Mike Loxley is overachieving. You can say, wait a second, he only has six wins. Listen, if you go back prior to last year, you would be shocked that Mike Loxley had gotten opportunities after what he did as a head coach to be Maryland's head coach. And he underperformed early. Last couple of years, overperformed. They win this week, they get to seven wins. Uh, and, and I think that is the bar for Maryland. Seven wins, eight wins, that's great. If you're a Maryland football fan, Scott Van Pelt would be happy with that. Mike Loxley is overachieving as your head coach. All right, Purdue. Year one under new head coach Ryan Walters is almost over. <laughs> Just like Indiana, and you, man. And this you can look forward to women's basketball, I guess. Men's basketball. You got Zach Eady, oh, baby. Basketball. That's what I meant. Both. both. Yeah, men's, men's basketball. basketball. You should yeah. put him out there at wide receiver. I bet he could catch a couple of passes oh, over some Nobody people. Nobody could cover him. Nobody could Nobody. cover him. Nobody. I mean, he may not run down the field that fast, but you could at least get it to him. Ohio State, you got to watch Marvin Harrison Jr. And he came back for another year when he could have gone to the National Football League, man. That's that's unheard of in today's landscape. And I helps with that. But you got to watch what I think is going to be a top five wide receiver at the NFL level sooner rather than later. 
I, 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 don't, I could add you to be thankful for Ryan Day, be thankful for a, a great slate of games you've been able to win so far this year. But I agree with Marvin Harrison Jr. All right, do you have one more? Nebraska? Well, I had Wisconsin, but I already mentioned the 22 straight okay. games. Okay, oh, that's right. All right, and finally, Michigan. This is a statement right here. Michigan, you should be thankful that this is the best your program has ever been. And we're talking about a team that was sharing a national championship, a team that has had Heisman Trophy winners. Listen, the best this has ever been is what you did to Ohio State the last couple of years and where Harbaugh consistently has had you. I know it's been a little controversial this year, but your program from a football standpoint is the best it's ever been. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Check us out later this week for a preview of the full slate of games coming up this weekend. And we have a special guest coming up as well. We'll do that on Wednesday. He's the almost famous Adam Carriker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Thanks to Jacobson Seed Company. Thanks for listening to the Big Ten Show. We'll see you later this week, y'all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.